Happy Friday, everyone. We want to welcome you to the Citizens Advisory Podcast presented by the Citizens Advisory of Pennsylvania. I'm Jess Stalnecker, Executive Director. Today, I'm joined um, by a special guest, Stacey Adams. Um, I'm so glad to have you here with me, Stacey. Thank you for being here. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Stacy. She is a working mom of two children. Um, and like many of us, when COVID hit, kind of started to dig into educational agendas. Uh, I think COVID exposed a lot um, of um, issues <laughs> with the public school system. And um, she, her eyes were open to the direction that public school was headed. And so she decided to make the change to homeschool. And just as, as an advisory, right? We call ourselves citizens advisory. As an advisory, I think it's really important to share um, all different options with parents because not everyone's family situation is the same. So not everyone is able to pull their kids right now. And we don't say we don't we don't think that um, you know uh, we should stop the fight at the local school level, um, but sometimes it gets to the point where homeschooling has to be considered. Um, and so I would love to talk a little bit about how you came to that decision. Um, and yeah, just a little bit about homeschooling in general and, and give some advice and some encouragement to parents who might be on the brink of making a big educational decision for their families. Um, so Stacey, I am so glad you're here with us. And um, tell us a little bit about your self and your family dynamic. Sure. Um, my kids um, are 15 and soon to be 13. So uh, we began the homeschool journey about a year ago. Uh, when COVID happened, I was one of those parents with the masking and I was at the school board meetings talking and um, my kids stood up in school, actually. They tried to stand up for their rights, their medical rights and you know, their freedom to be able to choose what they can put on their face and not. Um, and I saw the school district reacted to them. Um, threatened, intimidated, uh, harassed. Uh, it came to the point where my daughter, who's a straight A student, uh, National Junior Honor Society was definitely a part of the school. Um, they threatened her within school suspension for uh, of violating the um, the handbook and not, you know, not following essentially orders. And I said, well, sure, show me where that is in the handbook. And, you know, I can agree with you, but it's nowhere in the handbook. So I, it just came to a point where it wasn't fair to my kids to have to fight that every day. They just want to be kids and learn. So we decided to pull them. I put them in cyber school. And through that process for that year, man, my eyes were open with cyber school curriculum. Um, if you really want a bird's eye view of what's really going on um, in the indoctrination, um, just the CRT stuff, the, the sexuality component to it. Um, it really even made me dig further into uh, looking at uh, homeschool. So we decided, go ahead. You're gonna no, I was going to ask, do, what um, were, did you use the school cyber program? No. Okay. So, so we actually did for a week. Um, I used the school districts and it was a joke. Um, my kids went from straight A students to like Fs. And I was like, what's going on? So I actually sat down and did a lesson with them. And I went to try to look at the test after I couldn't even get the answers. I was like, this is, they never even talked about this stuff. So it, it was a week. And then I put them in CCA, um, which is uh, Commonwealth Charter Academy, which I know Ed uh, Brune, he, he's very much on CCA and 
their money and there's really no oversight and where the money's flowing into there. Um, And, uh, you know, it gives a great alternative for parents who don't want them in school and can really oversee their education, but it's still in there and it's still, um, it's just, it's in your face and it's in your kid's face every day. And again, my biggest reason is not necessarily the agendas as far as CRT or the uh, gender ideology. It's more of the data mining. And the more I dug into research, um, I realized that the data mining is really the biggest thing that really scared me for my kids, the reason why I pulled them to homeschool. Because um, we don't know where that information's going. Um, and if you read into educational agendas, they talk about um AI eventually teaching our kids and the teachers will just be there to monitor to make sure they're not cheating. The access teachers can have to your, the kids video cameras at any time. Um, they say they don't, but I mean, come on, there's somebody that's going to take advantage of that. Right. Um, just even the career placements, um, you know, they're starting in kindergarten with programs like World of Work that determine in kindergarten, you know, your strengths and weaknesses to where you're going to be when you graduate, so whether you're going to be in college or you're going to go to be have a, a labor job. Um, but that's that's where it was heading. And I didn't want that. I wanted my kids to have the freedom to explore different careers, to explore what they liked, what they didn't like, to change their minds a bunch of times, because that's how they learn. Mm-hmm. That's how they learn who they are. Um, and I didn't want them graduating and saying, oh, I'm going to be an engineer because they test really strong in math. Um, right. So and influence their whole whole career. So they even talk about in educational grand agendas that our kids are human capital. So yeah. it's disturbing to hear that, that they're gonna use our children to profit off of mm-hmm. as adults. And, um, you know, if, if anybody's ever read 1984, I mean, it's I mean, it's a pretty much spot on to what's happening today. Yeah. It's scary. It. It's scary. Yeah, For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's not an easy decision to make, but I will say, and I, I pulled some data on homeschooling, um, you know, it is the fastest growing education form in the U S right now. And I believe that COVID had a lot to do with that. Um, Mm -hmm. again, like I said, I think our eyes were open to a lot more than just masks and, you know, COVID related issues. I think we all had kids home, you know, on, on virtual school, um, and then, you know, of course, the ESSER funds come down the pike, and we know that they're earmarked for things that probably are not uh, aligned with many of what, you know, many of us believe is good for our children. Mm-hmm. So we know that this is, you know, there's a reason that homeschooling is kind of skyrocketing right now. Um, a couple of different, um, we'll talk more about, you know, a, a couple of different misconceptions, but um, what would, you know, what are you, what were your biggest concerns in terms of like, I know I personally feel like I was a teacher for 18 years. I was a high school biology teacher and I still sometimes feel like I'm ill-equipped to be able to walk my kids through homeschool if that ever becomes um, something we have to seriously consider. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I mean, my daughter's in 10th grade, she's taking pre-calculus, AP pre-calculus. And I'm like, I, I, I have no clue what you're doing. Um, but I will say when I was going, that was my biggest fear was not being able to teach my kids and have them at an academic level that I know they're capable of. Um, so through my my research and through my connections, I found a group called um, a one room schoolhouse, and and that really really is just why we're at where we're at because I'm not quite sure if we didn't find that if I'd I'd be able to homeschool. Right. Um. 
Yeah. So they, um, so the, so the one room schoolhouse is a hybrid program. Okay. So if you can imagine kind of public school, private school and homeschool all mixed into one, um, that's a good way to, that I feel like I can describe it. Um, so you still have the, um, the woman who runs the, the schoolhouse, there's four campuses. Uh, she um, is, was a high school calculus teacher. Uh, she, I, she has so many degrees and licensing. Um, just one of those women that you just admire because she just, she, she knows it all and has it all <laughs> and she can implement it. Yes. So, so she, um, she created that system, but that's, that's a big one is that I'm, I was very much afraid of not being able to teach my kids. Um, because they are older, you know, yeah. if I started this when they were kindergarten, it might be a whole different story, but I will say, I definitely well, I learned was, a lot with them. <laughs> I was, my son was, you know, virtual kindergarten. He was a kindergartner during the time where all the schools mm-hmm. were shut down. And I'm telling you, I was like, I don't know how to teach this kid how to read. Like, I have right. no idea. I've never, you know, I, I could teach him biology, but I can't teach him how to read. So right. I think we all feel that way about different, you know, we don't, we're not experts in every single subject. So no. what does like a day of schooling for your kids look like in this hybrid program? So on Mondays and Fridays, they're home with me. So, um, so Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, they go to the school. Um, so uh, Tuesdays and, thir- and Wednesdays, it's, um, they have their math, ELA, um, science, history, um, and then Thursdays, they have their electives. So they have uh, at gym class, they have um, art, music, uh, Spanish. Uh, there's, you know, everything that you pretty much could be offered in a public school is mm-hmm. offered here. So yeah. which is great, because you don't feel like you're losing out on anything. And right. it's nice, because it's in one nice package in one spot. So I do know, other people that homeschool that they, you know, they go to different groups to get what they need, which right. is great. And that where you're, we were talking about, you know, we're afraid because we might not be able to teach our kids. They have so many options right out now, more so than 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, you can go on Facebook and connect with a homeschool group and say, hey, I need help in high school chemistry. And then you have a parent that's willing to step in and help you. Right. So it's a great community to be part of. Um, people are always willing to lend a hand and to welcome you to a new group. Um, so I definitely, the resources are completely out there for parents to tap into. Um, you just have to ask yourself, you know, it's more work for, for me as a parent. I work, I have to cook, I have to drive them everywhere. I, you know, it's a lot of extra work, but is it worth it for your kid? So you have to really weigh that out, you know, and homeschool might not be right for every kid um, or every parent, but it's definitely an option out there that if you're sick of the public school system and you can't afford private school, this is a great alternative. So, yeah. So you said that she has four campuses, this woman who runs this, um, are they all in, like, they're all in Pennsylvania, I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how could parents, is there a website they can go to just Mm -hmm. to to find out more. Um, I mean, we'll talk Absolutely. more about homeschool in general, but I think it's really important while we're on this topic and, and this hybrid program that you found, because I think it's attractive to many of us who are just thinking that homeschool means that your kids are going to be home with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're responsible for teaching them everything, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, no, this is, it's great. Cause it's a drop off. So I drop them off, uh, three days a week. They go and they do their work. They hang with their friends there. They they go and have fun. Um, and even in the winters, they were sled riding on their break. 
That's like great. they're outside, sun, rain, snow, they are outside, they're in the woods, there's a nature survival class, they learn how to homestead, oh, like those awesome. are electives. Yeah, it, it gives such a well-rounded educational experience that I always tell people, if you could just experience it for one day, your mind would be changed. Yeah. So I, whatever she has, the magic formula, the, oh, her name's Genevieve, she has this magic formula that is just working. Um, but she, so the website that you can go to, to find out more information is, uh, a one room schoolhouse.com. Okay. So it's a letter, a one room schoolhouse.com. And there's, um, you can even donate. So she, her goal is to keep expanding. So even if people want to donate, um, they can do that. So each campus might be a different, like the campus we go through is K through eight. Okay. There's 20 kids in each group, uh, 60 kids to each campus. So it's not like something that's small, like 10 kids, like they have right. a big group. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, they have programs where, uh, the older kids read to the little kids. So they do buddy time. Um, yeah, it's just, it's more like a community yeah. than you feel like it's a school, but I, my daughter is planning on going to uh, starting college classes or junior year. And the woman who runs the program, she's messaging me at like 5 a.m. Hey, I think these are great colleges for like very, very much invested in each kid, which is a great thing to, to have. Yeah. And um, and parents have access. So you have you do have a volunteer commitment. Um, I think there is a buyout option, but you have to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And um, you're so involved with your kids. And the closeness you have now with your kids is so different. Um, and it's great. I, I will never regret this time that I have extra, especially them being teenagers, yes. you know, I'll never regret that extra time with them. And, um, yeah, she, um, she, I just, like I said, she has something so special and that I would love to see this pop up in almost every school district to give parents an alternative, but obviously can't do that without the funding. So, right. um, yeah, so they do fundraisers and they do that kind of stuff to try to, uh, raise their own money. But, but it sounds be like great. a great place to donate. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's because I know so many parents that want to do it. But the location is just too far. I drive in over an hour to go there three days a week. Okay. Um, because that's how much I love this program. To me, yeah. it's worth it. And yeah. it's affordable. Tuition's affordable. If you can't afford all three days, you can just do Thursdays if you need the electives. Right. Super flexible in that way. Um it's just it's such a great resource that I'm I feel extremely blessed that we got in at the very early stages of it because I have a feeling this is going to get a lot bigger so it sounds like it might um yeah. and I think it addresses a lot of the misconceptions or myths that surround homeschools that mm -hmm. you know you're you're going to have a lack of socialization um you know you're gonna your kids are going to be weird like I mean those are things that literally people say all the time about yeah. homeschooling. So um, it sounds like this even addresses that. But even if not, I know like if we don't do a one-room schoolhouse program, we still have, I know my neighbor homeschools and they have co-ops and groups that they meet up with and they do field trips together. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I know that it's not what people make it out to be. No, and, and it's all about the parent, right? It's all about the family. So you have to make a little more of an effort maybe to socialize your kids, probably. But I mean, it, you're doing it for your child and you're right. doing it for them to have, uh, you know, a great future in whatever they decide to do. Um, like my kids play sports. My daughter plays cello. Like we still are completely involved in all of that. Um, and I know parents, like you said, they, they go to different co-ops. There's different groups. And 
literally you just go on Facebook two seconds, you can find in your area, probably a homeschool group to connect with. Right. And um, yeah, socialization, who says being social has to be in school for eight hours a day? <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, what kind of social, you know, social concepts are they learning? I mean, how many fights are there every day in schools? And I mean, you know, I'm talking more middle and high school, but you know, there's fights, there's drugs, there's weapons, there's, right. you know, they have to be still for eight hours sitting in a desk. Like there's, you know, it's just, it's very, it's very, um, it's a very different atmosphere when you go to homeschool and it's freeing and it can be scary. It can definitely be scary and not quite sure where to start, but if you find good mentors and good people that have been doing it for a long time. And once you jump into these groups, you'll find them pretty easy. Yeah. Um, they're usually, and they're always available. And there's groups like um, Homeschool Defense League Association. Um, they're a lawyer group that you pay 12 bucks a month. So they can help you file your necessary affidavits for homeschooling, help you with evaluations. If school ever comes back at you and says, you know, hey, you didn't send in the right paperwork, but you did. They're there to communicate with the school as lawyers and, you know, kind of shut them up a little bit. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, you, you find, you do find the right groups um, once you dive in. Uh, again, it's overwhelming. Trust me, I was very much overwhelmed buying all the books and you mm -hmm. do have to pay for the, the curriculum, which I want to say, I just bought mine and I want to say it was around, it was just under a thousand for both my kids okay. for all their books, supplies and everything. So, you know, and the tuition is, is pretty cheap. So, um, it's like, you know, you go to a private school, you're going to pay what? $10,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're talking for all three days, it's 2000. Mm -hmm. So for that's for the whole year. And yeah. now the teachers are, the teachers are paid. So they make sure that they're credited teachers or they have the experience. Um, so they definitely make sure you're not getting, you know, just a mom off the street or some dad off the street that has no idea what they're doing. Right. They either have some type of teaching experience. They've been homeschool moms for a long, long time. So they're very well-versed in, in that field, um, which is great too, because then you feel more comfortable, you know, and, and Mondays and Fridays, my kids just continue in their workbooks. Um, if they have questions that you can just wait till Tuesday if I can't help them. So and it, there's no, there's no testing as far as like assessment testing. There's no, um, there's no data tracking. Everything's mostly pencil and paper. They do have access. They can bring their own devices in, in high school and sometimes middle school. Um, but it's just to look things up. Like there's right. obviously not a lot of just have it for fun. No phones, their phones go in a basket every morning. Hmm. Um, so they're not distracted. Uh, so they, it's literally bringing their childhood back to them, which is great. And even my son got hurt one day and um, she calls me or, or messages me and lets me know. And I said, Oh, can I come up? She said, sure. I walked right up, make sure my son was okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there's no, I don't have to answer to anybody. And, you know, that was a big fear of mine is in schools, uh, filling out all that information for sports and, you know, even for the nurse and, you know, they're bringing in these school-based health centers uh, where they're going to see your child on site without a parent present. Um, and they're starting to really push for that. And it's growing. We're seeing it growing. pop up everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's scary too. I mean, you know, you, your teenager could get birth control from the doctor's office inside the school district. Right. Or, you know, your kid can be saying, oh, I feel a different way about my, the way my body is. And, you know, all of a sudden they're talking to them about transitioning, and, you know, and they, they're making, there's laws that, 
five MPA at 13, you're limited now on what happens in those doctor's offices. So it, it's and definitely in PA it's, it's that's, that's the age of consent, right? So the, at, at 14 years old, which my daughter turns 14 this weekend, like she's able to, to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. State. Yeah. I think vaccines, they can decide to, to have a vaccine at 14, I yeah. think in PA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know my son is turning 13 next month and I'm already getting the email saying, you know, I'm, I have limited access now to his, uh, his medical information, unless he gives me permission, I'm like who pays the bill? <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, so it's just, it's definitely, uh, it's all that combined. It, it's definitely a great option. Um, and even if you want to start your own hybrid program, right. I'm sure if you reached out to the organization, to the one room schoolhouse, more than happy to help. And um, like I said, if, you know, you want her to take it on it's donations, 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 donations for her to make this grow bigger. And I definitely would love to see this everywhere. I think people would just, it would go by, it would just take off so fast. I, you know, I think so, because again, I think that it's addressing a lot of the, a lot of the things that the misconceptions people have about homeschool to begin with. Um, Real quick, I want to talk a little bit about the academic side of things and the rigor, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. too, you know, we're trained or we were, we're trained to believe that you have to sit at a desk for eight hours a day to learn, you know, basic arithmetic, math, reading, all those things. And it's just not true. Um, You know, so I, but at the same time, people think that like, well, you're not sitting at eight, you're not, you're not sitting at a desk eight hours a day. So how could you be getting the academic rigor that you're getting in the public school system? However, um, I read a statistic that said that um, homeschool students outperform institutional school students academically. So um, let's talk a little bit about that, because I think that that's another big thing. You know, parents are like, it's not rigorous enough. I can't do that. So yeah. Well, and that's like, if, so if you're not going to go the one room schoolhouse route and you decide to homeschool on your own, you know, that's obviously up to the parents. Like how rigorous do you want this for your child? Well, the greatest thing is, is now we hear the the buzzword personalized learning all through the educational agendas, you know, personalized learning. Well, their personalized learning is to, again, data mine your kid in order to maximize the most profit off of them. True personalized learning is homeschool. And they're trying to emulate, trying to sell you the idea of it. But right. it's not the same thing as, as homeschool. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, you know, you have two kids, same grade, same age. Um, one is more advanced in math and one is not. Well, they're not in a classroom of 30 kids that are, you know, they have to either keep up or they're not challenged enough. Right. You work to to your abilities and you challenge yourself. So you're not you don't have to compete against 30 other kids in a classroom, 20 other kids. So, um and everything's offered. Uh, for instance, my daughter has an interest in forensic science. Well, there's forensic science courses out there that I can go ahead and pick up for her mm-hmm. that, you know, cost a little bit extra, but I can be taught. Um, like I said, she's doing, she's on the AP track. So her, all of her classes last year, she finished with a 4.2. Like we still have to do transcripts in high school. So you're still getting, um, getting all of that academic rigor that you would think that, you know, only public school could offer or private school could offer. Right. It's the, the resources are out there and you just have to go after and get them. Um, but the one, a one room schoolhouse offers all of that. So for instance, you know, um, there's, my son is, he, he's not a great reader, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he can read, 
But yeah. being in homeschool, he advanced to uh, two grade levels. And he would have never done that in public school. So it's just that there was no pressure for him to have to complete something. There was no pressure right. for them to have to move forward when they don't get it. They can stay on something until they get it. Uh, so there's really no, um, you know, and once they get it, that gives them the confidence to move on and get it make it easier for them in the in the future to get Absolutely. things I mean, and to I, understand. I, as a, because I, you know, I, I taught for 18 years in the public school system and it just seemed like my classes were just growing in number every mm-hmm. single year. It's like, you know, we would start with 25 and then by the time, you know, two years would pass, it's 28 and then it's 32. And like, you know, you're teaching a course like biology where, you know, kids are going to, are, are going to have a hard time grasping some of these more complex, you know, topics. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have time to, you know, sure. They can come to you during a study hall. They can come to you during a free period or something, but like, you don't really have time in the day-to-day activities to spend time with just one or two kids. And then the other ones are sitting there waiting for you. So well, it- you and you have to answer to administration as well. So Absolutely. not only you're trying to teach these kids, but you have to answer to the big guy to, you know, let him know you're actually doing the work. And, and then now they're making you jump through all these hoops and tracking kids' emotions in schools and things uh, like that. Yeah, yeah we've got apps. We have, you know, the, the teachers have apps they have to have the kids log into. And it's just, you know, oh, would they have to take this survey and that survey and we're taking away. Oh, and then the state testing, right? They have to, they spend two weeks on state at least. I, I mean, this amount of testing my kids did last year, I'm like, you are losing so much academic time just to perform the state standard tests. Like, yeah. so I just, you know, I, I can see all of this um, as a former educator. I can see it as a mom, how this could be really um, a fantastic option. And I'm so glad that we have been able to go over some of this stuff because um, again, you know, we're fighting back. We will not ever stop fighting back against these local school boards and against. No, don't ever stop. Yeah. Never stop. Um, But at some point in time, you might have to make that decision for your family. And so, um, and for your kids. And so I am so grateful that you've given us, um, you know, some insight into what that could look like um, and that it's not, you know, the, the tip of not like the 1975, yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) no. And and again, even if you don't choose a place like a one schoolhouse or, you know, there's not that option for you, 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 you don't have to, it's all about how you, you know, any situation, right. You become self-reliant and self-sufficient in it. right? Right. So either you can be complacent in just doing the bare minimum, or you can really give your kids a great experience and a great life of growing up and, you know, being social, having the academics, um, you know, that can challenge them. In fact, the one room schoolhouse just had a graduate at 16 this past year. Wow. So she graduated and she's starting college next year. So it's, it's possible to do this for our kids. It's, is it scary? Yes. Is it overwhelming? Yes. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, my head was spinning last summer trying to get this all organized, but I'm so glad I did. And I really wish I would have started this when they were a lot younger. Um, I I feel like it would be a a definitely, uh, it would have been a good decision if I did this a couple of years ago. So, so I have one more question because yeah, go ahead. Because I think that this is another one, especially, you know, mm-hmm. my kids are super into sports. I mean, 
Um, you said your kids are also athletes. So what does that look like for you guys now? Um, do they, are they able to play for the school or, or do you have them in, in programs elsewhere? So yeah, you're still able to have them play in school. You still pay tax dollars. So again, this is something like, if you know, you can read the homeschool laws. Um, they're pretty clear. They're, they're really not hard to follow. Um, you can also go to the H um, homeschool defense league, H H S D L A is what it's called. And um, you can go to them and ask them. They, they have lawyers in every state that handle this. Um, but in, yeah, in PA, absolutely. If you need their iPad, Yep, you can go get their iPad. If you need books from the school district, they have to provide them to you. You want to be part of their clubs, they you have to be allowed to be participating okay. in them. Now, if you want to do sports, yes, you can. You still have to transport your own kids, so they won't right. be allowed to ride the bus or do that kind of stuff. But absolutely, they we have kids at the schoolhouse that still participate in their school sports okay. um, for their their district. Um, again, and my thing is, is, you know, when you do that and my whole thing is the data mining and the school-based health centers, you do have to fill out all that information for PIAA and, um, which is a little like, I don't really want to do that, but (laughs) you know, to still give your kid that option. Absolutely. You can still do, you have access. They want to go to prom. They can still go to prom. Um, anything that the school district, in fact, the school districts are supposed to give you all this information. So even though you're homeschool, you're still a taxpayer. So, and you're still school-age kids. So they actually have to give you all of that um, to, you know, let you know what's going on in the district uh, as far as, you know, any events coming up or anything that they would be able to participate in. Right. Um, that's by law. That's in the PA state law. So, um, which is really great. Um, I won't, most of them probably don't do it, but <laughs> if you have a question call and they try to deny you, nope, you you say, uh, uh-uh, I know, I know my rights and I know my kids yeah. a lot of yeah, but even the homeschool, um, they had a prom last year. All the homeschool groups in our area, they hosted a prom. It was 120 kids showed up That's in high awesome. school ages. Yeah, it was great. And like I said, there's it's it's not your typical. They want you to think homeschool is uh, bad. Your kid's going to be in a corner. He's going to be so pale because he's never right. going to go outside. <laughs> they really want you. They really want that um, idea into people's heads. And it's mm-hmm. nothing like that. No. It's really not. Yeah. I see it all the time. I mean, like I said, my neighbor, um, homeschools and her kids are outside all the time. Like, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll switch off. One will go in for a lesson. One will come outside, you know, and when my kids were home for virtual school, um, you know, our teachers would give them a break to go outside or whatever, if it was mm-hmm. a snowy day. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like they get to be kids in the middle of the school day, which is pretty awesome. And so, you know, our neighbors would come across the street. They, they became real close with our neighbors. And then when my kids went back to school, they were so bummed because they missed out on all of that. You know, they're stuck inside. Yeah. They're stuck inside a building. They have to ask to go to the bathroom. Like you don't have to do any of that when you're, you're homeschooling. And, And that's, and that's like the benefits, the pros of homeschooling. I think definitely outweigh some of the cons and even the con- the cons you can turn into pros right. if you go about it the right way and you put the effort behind it. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. I, I mean, my kids learned how to build shelters in the woods. They learned, um, you know, how to uh, um, work with each other and do like first aid, like they were learning yeah. that kind of stuff. It, it's way more hands-on and the parent involvement like if you feel like you're disconnected from your kid or the school system's pulling them more away from you, this is a great option 
to get that relationship back. I, I always say the hour drive that we have going there is great because it's just my kids and I, and we just talk. And I know I'll never, you know, if we were in public school, I would never have that. I would never have that with them. Yeah. So it's yeah, great. I know what it's like here in the mornings. It's yeah. Like, hey, get ready. Okay. Out the door. Bye. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you later. Yeah. And, and it's, and this is great for working parents. So yeah. the option to do the hybrid, um, you can still have your job. You can still work. It, you know, you're not that, you don't feel like you're it, and as far as the teaching goes, you just, if you find the right group of people um, and you're motivated enough to do it for your kids, anything's really, you don't realize how much smarter you actually are as a parent until you start doing this. And in fact, I've learned stuff. I've been in their class volunteering and I'm like, I have a question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, you know, and it's, it's just, it's an amazing sense of community and, you know, like-minded individuals and, um, you know, it's Christian based. So it's not, but they're not, they don't do, they pray every morning and they, they do the pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, there's no, you know, it's not too churchy for people. Cause I know sometimes people say, Oh, I don't want to do a private Christian school. Cause I don't want them doing this or that. Right. Um, but it, it still gives you that sense of you have to work together. You mm-hmm. have to, um, you know, have that sense of pride in your work, sense of pride in your country. And, you know, your belief in God, that this is, you know, where you should be and take that with you into your future. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, well, I mean, you've given me a lot to think about. I can tell you that. Um, And I think you've done, you know, I was going to ask you to to give some encouragement, but I think you just did. I mean, Mm -hmm. really, I think a lot of times we sell ourselves short or we start to kind of fall for the um, mainstream narrative of what this could look like, or this, this does look like, but really, I mean, I've personally seen it with my neighbors. I actually have more than one neighbor that homeschools. My neighborhood is a big homeschool neighborhood. Um, Oh, they should start a one room schoolhouse. I know. So (laughs) I'm going to have to go to those resources that you shared. In fact, what I'll do is once we stop recording, Stacey, we will go ahead and um, you can give me those websites and we'll put them in the show notes. We'll put them in the description so that people can awesome. access those resources. And like you said, potentially even donate to this organization because it sounds phenomenal. It sounds like, you know, over the next few years, we may need, you know, um, these options to be available mm-hmm. to us. I know I'm telling you. During that time of virtual schooling for my kids, I was like, I wish I had another option. Like, I don't know what to do. So this is such a good resource. This is uh, hopefully this, you find this podcast valuable if you're listening, because personally I do, I I think that this is such good information. So once again, Stacey, thank you so much for being here. Um, Like I said, we'll put the resources in the show notes, but please check us out on our website um, at citizensadvisorypa.com. We're also on Facebook um, and on Twitter, Citizens Advisory of PA. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're enjoying these podcasts. And of course, like and share this one with someone you know who might need what we talked about today because it's such an important um, topic and it's so good to have options. So Stacey, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you for having me.